I'm your host, Greg Dzinski. Tonight, we're going to be talking about sex, oral sex, compatibility, and chemistry. Are they all intertwined or are they separated? It's not just up to me to decide. It's up to you to decide as well. I'm going to post a link where you can actually call me using Zoom. Just audio. You'll be anonymous. And I'm going to have a toll-free number um, coming at you for next week's show to make it a lot easier. It'll be audio only as well. Okay, we're going to be talking about sex, oral sex, chemistry, compatibility in just a moment. Okay, hold on as we kick off the Art of Relationships show live right now. Welcome to the Art of Relationships show. Greg is Detroit's love guru, a licensed professional counselor, a relationship and sex specialist. The Art of Relationship show will cover crucial elements in rebuilding the trust, emotional, and physical intimacy in your life. No more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of your challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Yes, Greg also helps the single people out there. So listen, laugh, and climax. Greg is a licensed professional counselor, though to many, he's known as Detroit's love guru. The Art of Relationship show is copyrighted. No use of the show in part or full is permitted without expressed written consent. The Art of Relationship show is for mature audiences. Parental advisory is highly advised. And welcome back, everybody, to the Art of Relationship show. As I mentioned in the intro, going to be talking about sex, oral sex, chemistry, and compatibility. And how many people out there believe chemistry and compatibility are, let's face it, you know what, that are, <coughs> excuse me, they are one of the same, or are they different, okay? And I will post a link where you can actually call me live. I'm going to hold you in a waiting room on Zoom, and I will uh, get that link right now so you can post it down below, and you can enter the chat as well. And next week, like I said, I'll have a toll-free number calling in, and we'll be uh, good to go. It'll be a lot easier than going through Zoom. So, um, any questions you have, you know what, reach out to me, give me a shout out. In the meantime, going to be talking about, you know, sex, oral sex, compatibility. Maybe I should break this all up into a couple different shows as well, okay? Let's first, we're going to get, you know, until the kids get to bed, we're going to talk about compatibility and chemistry in relationships. And in general, even those people, you know, dating aspects, you know, chemistry can be great, can be hot can be passionate, can be, you know, just makes you ignite and adrenaline just pumps big time, okay? And that's a great thing. That's not a not a bad thing, but I want you to be able to look at, you know, chemistry, let's face it, it's needed. A lot of people don't believe, you know, chemistry is needed in a relationship, marriage, that type of thing. And again, it's it's subjective. It's what you believe in what works for you in your life and in your relationship or in your marriage, but you know what? I'm gonna sort of sidestep that a little bit. And for me personally, for a lot of people, chemistry is needed. However, it gets intertwined with 
compatibility, right? Can you have, you know, part of sexual compatibility, of course, is looking at what you want, what you need sexually, what, you know, what turns you on, you know, how do you want to be turned on, that type of aspect. And let's face it, about mutual pleasing for both partners for sexual chemistry, right? You're hot, you're attracted to one another, you can't wait to rip each other's clothes off, that type of chemistry. And it ebbs and flows. It, you know what? It sort of goes back and forth, you know, with age. But I want to be able to keep it going. I want you to be able to look at the situation of, you know what? It's not all about chemistry. Yeah, I'm huge on chemistry. Me personally, okay? However, you also need compatibility, right? They are two separate aspects. And people look at, you know what? Sexual compatibility, chemistry, yeah, that's one aspect, okay? But if you only have chemistry without other compatibilities as far as shared value, shared you know, morals, whatever they may be, you're going to run into problems, okay? And a lot of people might have seen charts and all this stuff about, you know, relationships and marriages you can have high chemistry but low compatibility you're looking for deep trouble okay let's face it or you can have high compatibility and low chemistry right get along great trust each other loyalties there you joke around but there's no chemistry how many people would be okay with that there's some people that are okay with that and again it is not for me to say but they are different entities, okay? Compatibility, we look at, like I said, you know, shared, you know, as far as maybe values, what um, maybe, how can I say this? You know, maybe you have the same religious aspects. You like to do the same, you know, ventures or same activities. You like the same type of movies, TV shows, music, theater, maybe food. You know, maybe you both like to go out to eat rather than cook at home. One person, you know, maybe you both are couch potatoes. Maybe you both like to go out on the night of the town. That type of compatibility. Maybe you both want, you know, children and you both want the same amount of children. Okay. You want to live in one area of the state, of the country. Whatever those elements are is looking at compatibility. But if you don't have chemistry to go along with it, you're in trouble. Okay. This is my theory. I'm not saying, you know what, you can be okay with that. That's up to you. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying for the majority of people, for the majority of, you know, situations out there, they want a mix of both, let's face it, they want a mix of both, you know, chemistry and compatibility. And I'm going to sort of dissect, and I talked about this a little bit on the dating show, um, or the dating show, the show with uh, my buddy Rondell last week, Talking about dating, compatibility, and everything um, everything else. Oh, we got one comment on here that said, um, I love giving and getting oral. Ooh, hot. You know what? That is hot. Uh, most people, I would hope most people love giving and receiving oral. There's some people that are all about giving, but they can't receive. Or there's some people, or have a hard time receiving. And there's people out there, right, that... You know what? They love receiving, but they're not going to, you know what, give with oral sex. And we are going to, you know what, I'll get into the oral sex aspect later on in the show. I'm hoping that, you know, if younger kids are around and you're listening, paying attention, um, I don't want those, uh, you know, like I mentioned, 
It's in my disclosure at the beginning of the show. You know, parental advisory, highly, highly recommended, suggested, okay? So going back to compatibility and, you know, those type of issues, you look at, I look at these areas, okay? And again, it's not a right or wrong. It's looking at what works for you. But these are the areas, <clears throat> as I adjust uh, sitting down a bit, these are the areas, you know, focus on as far as love styles, okay? Now, what does love style compatibility looks like? I mentioned a bunch of them. Maybe you have, you have the shared um, how you want to be loved, okay? Maybe you both like affection. When you have, when you're incompatible, let's face it, one person loves affection, the other one hates it, okay? Is not affectionate at all, doesn't, won't grow, won't, you know what? Doesn't want to grow or evolve to meet that person halfway, okay? So you can look at love styles as far as what love means to you, what love represents to you, what its values, what its, you know, morals are about those aspects. And again, it's not a right or wrong. Um, we can look at, you know, we talk about, you know, everyone brings up the five love languages. I roll my eyes at it. The foundations are good. But after that, I tell people throw it in the trash because when the shit hits the fan, let's face it, it, it doesn't do any good. I'm going to say for the foundations, you need to know how you want to be loved, how your partner wants to be loved and look at if you're compatible. Maybe you love deep, passionate kissing and your partner is not a big kisser, if you will. Now, if it's not that big of a deal to you, then it's not a big deal, right? But we're looking at the essence of who you are and the essence of how you want to be in a relationship. So going back to the love styles, you know, it's about, you know, do you like receiving compliments? Do you love receiving affirmations? And your partner sucks at giving them, doesn't want to give them, thinks you're selfish wanting them. There's going to be a huge class. So you look at compatibility aspects in the love styles, you know, how you want to receive those. What does... Um, I got a brain fart. Sorry about that. You know, in these elements, I'll get there in a minute. You know, you get there what quality time looks like to you, okay? You know, one person, like I mentioned, sitting on a couch all the time, that's quality time. You know, going out night of the town, five, six, seven, eight nights a week, eight nights a week. Anyway, six nights a week. Sorry about that. It's been a long, long day. And, you know, those type of things as far as love compatibility aspects, okay? And you got to get those out there. You got to get those expectations. And again, it's not a right or wrong, people. It's looking at what is important to you. So those are areas about compatibility that are huge. There is, you know, of course, room to ebb and flow and to grow. Nothing's perfect, okay? But you have to look at what is important to you. Now, sexual compatibility. Woo! How many people might not think that sexual compatibility is a big thing, that it's not that important, okay? And again, it doesn't have to be important to you. Not at all, okay? But if it's not important to you, hopefully, or you know what, better off, you probably should be with a partner that it's not that important to them as well, or you're going to reach, you know, you're going to reach a lot of disagreements. You're going to feel disconnected. You're going to feel, you know, totally, you know, maybe at odds with each other. And that, that tension and that wedge between you two will always be there. 
if you are sexually incompatible, okay? One person loves sex five, six, seven, eight times a week, right? And the other one wants it once every six months. Neither one of them are wrong. And you're yelling and screaming. The one that, you know, has a lower sex drive is accusing the other one to, you know, be a, a nympho type of thing, right? Or vice versa. Oh, you have a low sex drive. You're approved. You're this and all this. I don't want to get into shaming, name calling, but it happens, people. I don't want to bash people for their sexual drive, their sexual orientation, or, you know, their sexual taste, if you will. Not at all. It's very subjective. It's not a right or wrong. But looking at, again, like love styles, if it's just you want different things, why do you have to bash each other? But it hurts, right? When you don't feel loved, you don't feel desired, you don't feel craved in a sexual realm by your partner, okay? So, you know, going with sexual compatibility aspects, we're looking at, um, you know, again, frequency aspects, right? What are your expectations for a passionate, happy sex life, okay? So we can look at frequency. We could look at styles of sex, okay? Look at, okay, maybe one person doesn't initiate and the other one is okay initiating sex all the time, okay? So you look at, you know, when do you have sex? What places do you have sex? You know what? There are people out there that are swingers and open relationships that are poly, you know, and it's about the sexual pleasures. Again, it's not a right or wrong. It's looking at what works for you. If you are at odds with sexual aspects about what you feel you need to have a, you know, fulfilling sex life, you better be with somebody that is pretty close or on the same page with you. Again, nothing is perfect, okay? You can have, you know, sexual compatibilities. You can be great or maybe work towards that way, what is needed. And you also have to look at, you know, sexual compatibilities. Are you willing to, you know, work with somebody or are you willing to be patient? Say someone has um, anxieties regarding sex, you know, performance anxieties, women, men, maybe there's, you know, women with female pain, you know, disorders and challenges. I hate the word disorder. We'll say challenges out there. Men, the same way, you know, early um, ejaculation, whatever that means to people, right? Or you can go after, you know, maybe they have, you know, delayed ejaculation or they have problems with erection challenges, okay? So it's looking at these avenues about your patience level and what works for you in your ideation about sex. Again, your values, your morals about it. And, you know, one is maybe super freaky, whatever that means, right? <laughs> and the other one is sort of vanilla, sort of, you know what? Eh. Again, those are subjective terms, right? And some people might, you know, looking at having sex with the light on, lights on is super freaky and oh my God, they can't believe they're doing it. Where somebody else, that ain't freaky. You know, me doing Japanese rope bondage and freaking spanking each other, all this stuff, uh, you know, having an orgy type of thing. Now that's freaky. Again, it's very subjective, but with sexual compatibility, you need to be able to talk about this, right? Are you compatible? You want someone that is able to talk about sex. Are you able to, and you're with someone that is not able to talk about sex, what pleases them, how they want to please you, that type of aspect. And it's just a matter of time where it causes that wedge and it sort of deadens or numbs out the sexual lifestyle between you two.
and then it might erode everything else outside of it, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. So, now, talked about love compatibility, talked about sex compatibility, okay? And, well, might as well throw it up. We're going to talk about this later on, you know, about oral sex, too. Like I said, one person loves it. The other one might not love it. You both crave it. Terrific, right? Now, talking about lifestyle compatibilities, and this is one area that a lot of people, they assume that everybody wants the same thing, but they don't. I guess they need to be able to look at, you know what, lifestyle compatibilities. I talked about kids, right, earlier, compatibilities. One person wants a child, the other one doesn't. It's going to be very difficult, right? How you can't compromise in it. I'm for compromising on a lot of things, but you can't compromise, and I'll promote this probably until I die. You can't compromise on the essence of who you are. One wants a child, the other one doesn't. And you hope, you've heard me say this, you hope the other one changes their mind. Oh, Marla, the Jap what is the Japanese thing? It's called Japanese rope bondage. Look it up. Google it, okay? So to be able to go back under it is looking at, you know, lifestyle, okay? One is a Christian. One is an atheist or agnostic. Neither one of them are wrong. And I've worked with a lot of couples over the years where they, you know, one, especially in Metro Detroit, one might be a Muslim. The other one's a Christian or agnostic, atheist. And it is, again, I don't look at a right or wrong. And you have too many people out there trying to write defend or trying to bash you for your beliefs or trying to change you. I'm not about that, okay? Now, people can respect those and that's not an issue. But if you try to convert the other one and it's always an issue, you're going to run into problems. So you look at, you know, children, uh, spirituality, religious aspects. Also, maybe how do you want to live? One person loves to travel. The other one hates to travel. These are areas of compatibility to look you know, look like maybe one is a prankster, loves joking around, and one is very business, very stoic, very, you know, doesn't joke around that much. Is that going to create a collide in a lot of disagreements and fights between one another, okay? Other lifestyle aspects, maybe one person loves spending time, you know, with their family, extended family, you know, mother, father, sister, brother, all that stuff. And the other one, yeah, I don't want that. I'm more maybe an introvert, once the extrovert type of aspect, okay? It's looking at can you balance it and can it be good enough or are these areas going to explode in your face? You know, other lifestyle aspects. Say one wants to live in downtown in an urban area, city, and the other one wants to, you know, have a farm raising cows, chickens, pigs, goats, whatever. Neither one of them are wrong, but you have two people, right? that are going to bash each other. Oh, I can't believe you want to live that. I can't believe. It just might be totally different. Can you compromise, have a couple pets in a suburb? Eh, maybe. But again, it's looking at the essence of who you are. And there's going to be other professionals that disagree with me. I'm totally fine with that, okay? But it's looking at we sacrifice for one another, okay? That's part of life. That's part of a relationship, part of a marriage situation, okay? We sacrifice for one another. However, again, if it is the essence of who you are and it just, you know, reeks and rips at your gut and your heart to sacrifice a certain part of you 
when it comes to lifestyle aspects, chances are that resentment is going to set in. And I mentioned this numerous times, okay? There's going to be two things with resentment that are going to happen, right? Number one, you're going to start resenting your partner, and then you're going to start resenting yourself. Or this other thing is, you're going to start resenting yourself first, and then your partner. It's just a matter of which one comes first. Everybody's different. Everybody is unique in that situation. And again, it's not a right or wrong, people. It's looking at, you know, how it's going to play out. And again, you know, when you talk about everybody assumes chemistry and compatibility are one of the same, you know, they're not. And of course, you'd love to have both, right? Compatibility in a lot of areas, not all. You still want to hold on to your individuality and you still want to have, you know, that chemistry aspects of what it is. I'm not about, and I'll never promote somebody selling themselves out. And I say, say this constantly, and I probably say this on every show episode, looking at those elements of compatibility of, you know, the lifestyle aspects, love style, love compatibilities, how you want to, you know, be loved, how you want to give love, that type of aspect. And also, you know what, sexual compatibility is huge. Again, you know, looking at all those issues and what is important to you, okay? Now, um, going after that, and I'd love to hear people, you can remember, I posted a link below. You can, you know, if you want to call in, uh, you'll be anonymous, uh, just calling in through Zoom. It'll just be audio. You won't be seen. I won't mention your name. If you want to say your name, you know, have at it. Go right ahead. So I posted that link uh, down below in the comments section. And also, um, you join the live chat down below as well, okay? I want to help throw out your questions, um, <coughs> you know, your questions, your comments, anything I can help you with. That's what the Art of Relationships show is all about. It's all about trying to help you have the relationship you crave and also have the relationship you want with yourself about self-love, self-respect. So looking at compatibility aspects and de dealing with, you know, couples, oh God, for years and years and years, <laughs> looking at these elements to where, um, you know what, these are the areas I see problems with, with a lot of couples, not all, okay? You look at, you know, lifestyle, you know, maybe one person cheats and you swear you'd never be in that situation or you'll never be with the cheater. And all of a sudden you're in my office trying to stay with that person. And I'm not one, you know, your beliefs. Once a cheater, always a cheater. That's not the case, okay? Looking at what causes these issues. And again, I never, ever, ever condone. I never justify somebody, say, cheating. Whatever cheating means to you in your relationship or marriage. Everybody needs to be on the same page. And that talking about, you know, lifestyles or love styles, you know, what that looks like as well. We can throw that into the mix with compatibilities. One person's view of watching porn is cheating. The other one is, oh, I love watching porn. And no, it's not always the men that love watching porn either, ladies. So looking at those elements of, you know, what do you decide on? What do you decipher what is important to you as far as those love styles and lifestyles and sexual aspects about, you know, 
cheating, your values, what it means to flirt and be stepping outside those boundaries. And a lot of people assume, right? Because I want this, I'm with somebody and I love them. They must want the same thing. They might not. Why not get those compatibility aspects out, out of the way, okay? And I want people to be honest and be real and be legit about those aspects when you first start dating. And we know there's people out there that run game, right? They run shade, they lie, they're manipulative, they're deceitful out there as far as what they want. And they're very deceitful as far as, you know, because they want a little something, something. They want a piece of ass. They want this and they're lying and they're being deceptive. I'm not about that. I never, ever promote that stuff. If you just want a piece of ass, then, you know, be woman enough or man enough, adult enough. There we go. Be adult enough to state, you know what, I'm only looking for this. I don't have time for a long-term relationship. Be open and honest, okay? And people have a hard time doing that. So I'm all about that. Some people mention, oh, uh, somebody just entered chat. And like I said, I'm not going to mention your name unless you give me permission to do so. Um, someone mentioned, okay, people need to be honest and open from the beginning. Oh, my God, you just took my words out of my mouth, what I just mentioned. <laughs> so, so many people will try to impress the other just to win them, okay? And what's the point? And I say that. You know what? What's the point? You try to lie to people. You try to impress them. They're going to see eventually your true nature is going to come out, right? Let's face it. Your true essence is going to come out. And so many people are going to look at it and say, oh my, well, by that point, they're going to be in love with me, Greg. So you know what? Woohoo! <laughs> they're going to be in love with me. They're going to be, it's going to be part that time. Okay. So, oh, Terry, you're the one that mentioned it. Thank you for that permission. And you know, looking at those aspects, you know, down the road, it's going to come out and they're going to feel resentful. They're going to start not liking you because, right, trust is broken. There's so many people that look at, you know, I dealt with over the years that come in and find out they started a relationship, found out the other person was still married or, you know what, they're maybe separated, still married and they didn't tell that other person or dating other people when they say they want a monogamous, you know, one-on-one -on -one relationship type of thing and a committed relationship. They, you know, they, they're not so truthful. They paint a picture of one thing, but then, you know what? They're not. It's deceitful. Why do people do that? Is it insecurities? Is it to get what they want? Is it being selfishness? You can look at all those pictures, okay? Because everybody is different, okay? So, and mention, so something you might have thought he liked, and it's hard, you know, it's not a situation, it's not a comfortable situation to look at. So when you look at those elements, be honest, be open about what your compatibility aspects, what you're looking for, okay? Why not just get it out of the way, not waste your time, not waste somebody else's time when it comes into the dating, when you're already, you know what, looking for that love, especially when you're single and looking at those aspects. Hey, Tony, hey, what's up, man? And coming after it, be open and be honest. And what causes somebody to accept those elements when you're in a relationship, right? And we all know this, right? People, oh, it'll change back. It'll go away. Uh, it's just the way that is that person is that their true character that's coming to light 
or are you ignoring it and not hearing what that other person's compatibility aspect is? You can have chemistry, be very attracted to someone. Absolutely. I've been there. They might not be attracted to me. I'll throw it out there, that type of thing. Stuff happens, right? No big deal. However, you look at differences. You know what? Your attracted chemistry is great, terrific. But if you're looking for a long-term partner or you know, possible marriage, living together, all that aspect, you need to also look at the compatibilities, you know, household chores, finances, big time, right? How are finances arranged? You know, is it a 50-50 split? Is it, you know, whatever it is, you need to be able to talk about that and look at what, you know what, be open, be honest, because a lot of people, oh, I expect this, somebody gets married and once I'm married, um, you know what? I, I planned on being a stay-at-home wife. I don't want to work. And then the husband is, what? You never told me this. That's deceitful. That's fraud, plain and simple, okay? That's fraud and that's cruel and that's mean. Or the guy. Guy, we get married. Oh, I'm going to quit my job and she's going to take care of me. It works both ways. Don't be deceitful. Don't be fraudulent, okay? That's just cruel. That's mean. You know what? No disrespect for those, no respect, I should say, for those people, okay? It sounds easy. It's not easy. Not at all. So look at these elements, people. Look at these areas about what's important to you and what you're looking for, even in a relationship. Even if you are in, you know, relationship or married, what can you do? You know, what is really important to you as far as compatibility aspects? Typically, if you're not feeling loved, you're not feeling desired, right? You're not feeling cherished, important. You might want to look at these areas, you know, your love styles, right? Sexuality and lifestyle aspects and what is going on. And there is some truth to people that say, we just grew apart, Greg. And people out there have heard that. Hey, Patrick. Hey, welcome. I'm doing well. Thanks. I hope you are too. I appreciate you chiming in. So you look at, you know, the compatibility aspects and going back to, you know, a lot of people you hear, we just grew apart, Greg, or you might have friends out there, relatives that went through a divorce and you hear this, oh, we just grew apart. And there is some truth to that because the compatibilities might change. What one person might want five, 10 years ago, it might change. And one person might, oh my God, you told me you wanted this and all this. We change, we evolve, we grow, okay? And hopefully you grow and evolve together and it's not a big, you know, huge change later on type of thing, right? Like someone, oh, five years later, you know, they plan on having kids, so I don't want kids anymore. And you're like, <gasps> that's a big issue, right? And what do you do with that? So there is some truth about growing apart, but you want to grow together if possible in the same direction. And that's where I promote people being open and honest about what they're looking for and how they evolve and what changes with them as far as, you know, let's face it, sexuality aspects, love styles, maybe your love style change, you know, what's important to you at age 20 might not be important to you when you're 25, or maybe you were one that eh, affection wasn't a big deal, but now five, 10 years later, it's a big deal to you. And can you keep growing and evolving and looking at, okay, what's important to your partner? Can I do this? No big deal, right? Maybe, 
without selling yourself out. And what's important to me, I want my partner to be able to go after that and to be able to look at those elements to evolve and grow together and not apart if possible. Again, sounds easy, right? Simple. It's not that simple, people. Again, go after, look at your compatibility aspects in your relationship now, in your marriage now, of what is causing you to grow apart. And chances are, you know, everybody talks about communication aspects, but chances are, you know what? It's about feeling loved, feeling desired, feeling respected, and feeling like you are a priority, important, appreciated to that person, okay? So it's looking at those elements and those compatibility aspects about how you want to be loved, how you want to be desired, and chances are there's going to be an issue in there because when people start arguing and yelling and fighting, literally fighting, you know, chances are it's because you're not feeling loved, you're not feeling heard, you're not feeling desired. And it's a, usually a combination of all those aspects because the compatibilities are either off, let's face it, perceptions are whacked. Again, instead of speaking from the heart and looking, you know, this is important to me and being more specific about how you want to receive these aspects and what does compatibility mean to you in these areas, okay? Sounds easy. It's not that easy. Hey, Stacy, uh, what happens when you're open? You communicate your needs and shit. I even did a spreadsheet. Oh my, holy crap. You did a spreadsheet? That's not, I guess, not that bad. <laughs> um, but your husband will continues to disregard everything you tell him you need. Now, now we're talking about what do you do, right? If none of your needs are being met, you're, you know, let's face it, like I said, how you want to be loved, how you want to be desired, how you want to be respected, and how you want to be made to feel cherished or important or a priority. And believe me, I'm not, I'm not perfect either. I screwed up tonight big time too. Um, <clears throat> looking at these areas, if they're not willing to get help and try to work on these aspects, then you have decisions to make. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not easy. It's not, it's not easy at all. It's gut-wrenching. But then you have decisions to make. Are you going to be okay, good enough, living the way you are living if it doesn't change? If it doesn't evolve, if it doesn't get better, if you will, in your eyes, are you going to be happy in that aspect? And if you're not, you have to make decisions. I'm all about promoting happiness and healthy and not being in an unloving, uh, a huge, disconnected, miserable relationship. I, I'll never promote that, okay? Uh, so you need to do a gut check. I'm just being honest with you, okay? If you can be okay with that. And I'm not saying it's not easy. It's scary. It's, you can look at embarrassment. Oh, I failed. It's, I don't look at, you know, those aspects. If you're busting your butt, you didn't fail. Relationship, marriages are two people, right? Or in certain situations, three people, if you're poly, that type of thing, okay? So looking at those elements, you have a right to feel loved, desired, and how you want to be. Nothing's perfect, but if your partner is unwilling to go after that and see how they affect you, uh, not making you feel loved and desired. I want to look at, I would ask, you know what? What am I doing to make you feel distant? What am I doing to make you 
not love me the way I want to be loved. I'm all about that, okay? What do you need from me? Now, if they're not answering, they're not talking, they're not giving you those reasons or answers, then you have to do a gut check big time if you want to stay in that relationship or marriage. Again, it's not easy, okay? Um, Patrick, my wife really hasn't been in the mood lately for love, love making since I was in the hospital. I crave her love and I don't want just sex. What can I do to convince her I love her? Oh, in the hospital. I hope you're okay, Patrick. Um, my best to you, uh, big time. I would look at, you know, number one, if you're in a hospital, you know, I don't know and I, I don't want to share your personal business out there. I, I don't know and everything. But it could be, you know, if someone has a stroke, someone has a heart attack, unfortunately, you know what? It's going to come to a situation where maybe your partner is afraid to be sexual with you because, oh, my God, they had a heart attack or had a stroke, uh, has heart issues. So that's they might be afraid to cause further damage or you know, you end up dying during sex. This is a real thing. So I want to know, you know, what's going on and what happens with, you know, the situation. And it could be out of fear, out of those aspects. But I also want to know, you know, with your wife, you know, I would ask, what am I doing to, you know, am I making you feel loved? Am I making you feel respected? That type of thing. And is that where the disconnect is with the sexual desire? looking at with age and everything too you know is it hormonal issues men and women you know estrogen levels there's three estrogen levels a lot of women don't know this and we could throw in testosterone levels with the guy there's um i could go on and on you know thyroid issues diabetes blood pressure a lot of people unfortunately don't look at medical issues could be a component so i would advise you know if the emotional connection is there and there's no fear and desire, I, I would recommend her getting blood work, you know what, or if she's okay with the way it is, now what do you do with it, right? But if she does want that back and the desire back, then I would rec highly recommend getting blood work done from her doctor and running a full panel, estrogen levels and all this stuff. And as we age, you know, is also changes, like I said, hormonal levels, estrogen levels dropping, as women age and might be, you know, let's face it, perimenopausal, you know, premenopausal, all this aspect that could be creating it. So I would go after those elements too. First, go um, after, you know, those elements and see what's going on. Because if it can be, you know, taken care of medically, a quick fix. Uh, first, I'd want to know, you know, is she feeling emotionally connected? You know, that type of aspect with you and what can be going on, okay? Hey, Geraldine. Hey, what's happening? What do you do when sexual date night is just one person getting pleasure out of it? Ew. I'm going to ask. <laughs> I shouldn't have made that comment, right? Ew. I'm going to ask, you know what? Is that one person only getting pleasured or not getting pleasure? Are they okay with that? Most people are not. I don't advise that. Some people, oh, it's all about as long as my partners, please. I could care less about me. Ugh. You know what? If their partner only cares about themselves and not about pleasing you, number one, you need to talk about, hey, this ain't working for me. And look at what is, you know, what is working, what you need to be sexually pleased. And if their partner doesn't care about you being sexually pleased, 
My question is, why are you with that partner? Sounds easy enough. It's not easy, okay? But I would look at, you know, what, what is going on with those aspects, okay? I'm not about one person being pleased. Yeah, you know, once in a while, absolutely. I'm all about, you know, people being comfortable with being done, if you will, doing your partner, you know, making love and effing, you know, animalistic, rip your clothes off with the emotional connection all in one. <clears throat> I'm all about being, you know, all those because sometimes we might not be in a mood. We just want to please our partner. Or we just want to be pleased and not worried about a partner. And it's not selfish. It's that ebb and flow. But if it's all the time where, you know what, one person's not being pleased sexually, their desire is going to go, <laughs> You've heard me do that and say that before, right? Even I know Geraldine would, you know, teaching. Um, chances are, right? Why are they going to be pleased? Why are they, you know, why would they be in the mood if their sexual pleasure and sexual fulfillment is not being taken into consideration and not thought about or cared about? Why would you be turned on by that? So I would definitely talk about it and speak from a teaching place, bring in awareness about it. Maybe that partner doesn't even know, and some people are, are afraid to hurt their feelings, right? Bring out insecurities in them. But hey, you know what? I promote this. I promote this to women and men about teach me. Teach me your ways, right? Be open. Be honest about it, okay? Um, I've asked in the streets, I love this, are more important to him, hence why I'm getting a divorce, I feel I communicated well, and he still couldn't find his way home. I'm very, very sorry about that. Big time, okay? I know my worth, and I no longer feel like it's a failed marriage. You know what? I love that. I hear that. That's cool. I'm all about, you know, what did you do? You know, trying to work at those aspects. And if that partner is not willing to do that, or you just have totally different, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, talking about the theme of today's show about compatibilities and, you know, love compatibility, love styles, sexual compatibilities, you know, sexual styles type of thing, beliefs, values, and lifestyles, how you want to live. You know what? I'm all about people promoting self-love and self-respect and to be able to, you know, go after what they need. And that's great, Stacey. I, I, I wish you the best. Big, big time. Geraldine, you're welcome. Okay. So look at these elements, people, and I'm all about trying to help people promote, not the way I want you to be. I want to help promote how you want to be. And it's with my clients, with my couples. Most of my clients are couples, let's face it. In certain areas, you know, of these elements, right? Compatibility, about love styles, about being respected, about what sexuality fulfillment means to them. It, again, it's not about me and it should never, ever be about what the therapist wants for you. My job is to help you get to where you want to be, how you want to live your life and coming up with those elements. Okay. Again, I want to help you design your life according to you, not according to me and giving you those tools to get there. Okay. For yourself as an individual and also definitely in a relationship or in a marriage and how you want to go and how you want to, you know, how you want to be. Nothing's perfect. I get that. Okay. Life happens, but about being able to communicate and talk to one another and go after it big time. Okay. I'm going to say good night. I'm tired. <laughs> I appreciate everybody chiming in big time. A huge, huge round of applause to everybody out there.
I appreciate you chiming in, listening in. Like I said, the show is now Wednesday night, second time, second night, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time, and I will be having a toll-free number. People can call in. I put out Zoom out there. No one called in. It will be anonymous, okay? You won't be viewed on everything out there. I won't be using Zoom after tonight with it. It's just a call-in type aspect until I get everything ready. It'll be audio only, anonymous. You don't have to say your name. No one knows who you are. There won't You won't be on video type of thing. So nothing for anybody to worry about for you to call in with your questions, your comments, anything I can help with, okay? So again, check out my website, theartofrelationships.org. If you haven't already, please like my public figure page, facebook.com slash Detroit's Love Guru. You know, share my information. I want to help as many people out there as possible, have the relationships they've always dreamed of. You know what? Within reality, not fantasy, but helping them achieve that big time. And also with the relationship they've had with themselves. Okay. Terry, you know what? Much love. Um, I hope you have a great rest of the evening too. Okay. Peace. Take care, everybody.